Hilarious. Hello, hello, gentlemen. Using that term. Hey, buddy. No, really. Sean just just informed us. Hey, Sean. He's been kissing the head of fraud in a large bank. So. He looks like he likes it. I love the way they're called head of fraud rather than head of anti fraud. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I got something about this that, that doesn't seem to add up. Uh, yeah, that's maybe that's awesome. the fast track to the top. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what uh, what's going on in the world, gentlemen? Well, I I was um, looking at just I, I love the signature bank. Uh, any buyer must agree to drop the crypto business. Yeah, yeah, which is. You know, loud and clear, uh, Mr. Gansler. Thank you. We got the picture. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you know, look, it's it, it's it's obvious that uh, Barney Frank was right. Um, you know, about the signature takeover that they were probably stable and okay, and this was just a an attempt to come after us. So I'm I'm hopeful uh, that that calculation will turn into a miscalculation um and there will be some public uh outrage about it senator emmer emmer yeah emmer yeah um, for whom he and i agree on nothing else um (laughs) is uh looks like he's going to go to bat on this one so it's going to be interesting to see i hope we get some hearings out of it and uh we can uh make it clear the agenda and i'm hoping that there'll be some shareholders that uh are filing a lawsuit. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, obviously I would the ex- hunt is on. I, th- I think whatever yeah. happens with it, it's very clear what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Hey, Sean, are you far away from your mark, Mike? I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Uh, hang on. How's that? Uh, let me just check my settings. It maybe I have the wrong mic selected. Um, I also hey, want, I also do have a slight bit of flu as well. Yeah, you sound horrible. Mm. Irish or um, actual? I, I spent the evening um, with a gentleman who uh, was the founder of Ireland, Ireland's largest crypto exchange, discussing oh, wow. regulations and banking and the cost of a price of Guinness. <laughs> so, Dude, uh, I love... Oh, wait, I got to find that clip you posted up. This is so perfect. The market indicators are solid there. Um, you know, Sean, to your, to your point on, on Signature, I saw something else coming out of Silicon Valley Bank. I, I don't know where I saw it now, but um, that, you know, they were already in the process of selling bonds and taking losses to rebalance. Their, oh, it was in a New York Times editorial today. That's right. Yeah. Talking about the VCs and Silicon Valley Bank. And that they were already in the process of rebalancing the portfolio. Like, you know, we talked about why weren't they doing it? And it wasn't until um, the VCs all, you know, went in panic mode to get everybody out. And, you know, there was mandatory to bank at Silicon Valley Bank with a lot of these big funds, uh, Kleiner, Sequoia, all of them. And they had all their clients leaving, um, but they were already doing what was needed. So it was really the, the panic run to get out of the door that, that took it out. Now, you know, why did they why did those VCs do that? You know, I mean, did somebody tell them to do it? Maybe I don't know. But Maybe they were short. <laughs> yeah, uh, look, exactly. I, 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 yeah. My, my, you know, my theory is um, it was 
you know, a, an attempt to get what they wanted and cover their bags and coerce. So, I, I, I mean, there, there is a valid point that um, that um, Silicon Valley Bank had its had its um, deposits concentrated in such a few clients that they were vulnerable. Right. You know, whereas a normal, you know, my my local bank branch, it's you know, it's a bunch of retailers. There isn't one client that can cause such a large issue. Right. Bank run. So I, you know, I do think. Look, ultimately, it fails. Um, you know, it's a business. Businesses fail. Like deal. Sure. With you know, they made some mm -hmm. bad mistakes. You know, blaming it on the market um, is never is never a good taste. No. And look, ultimately, I think there were some bad management and investment decisions by all of these guys. But, you know, it should be able to fail legitimately um, and not forced failure. Um, you know, and I look, I think it's a long haul because I'm sure they had some level of justification for trigger mechanisms for this that they are going to try to pull out and say, well, based on policy, blah, blah, blah. But uh, this is going to get interesting for sure. Yeah, I, I, my, my, I, I think ultimately, and again, I'm not in the US, but I think, I think the ultimate gotcha for, um, yes, that's my voice. Good, good afternoon, Shazie and Veronica. It's not a bullish voice. That's the voice of a man who spent too long discussing all the horrible regulatory shit happening to an Irish crypto exchange. Doug <laughs> 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 says, rumor has it that Teal is told to start it up. I don't think anybody tells Teal to do anything. I think Teal's a fucking manipulative piece of shit, but whatever. Uh, Niblet says, Talib was, has been merciless with the SVVCs calling Sachs a techno watermelon. Sachs <laughs> is a bigger piece of shit. Um, Sachs is, uh, as far as I'm concerned, um, I, I think he was strategically and expressly, he and, and his buddies were, were trying to create a panic. Uh, Nibble says, I'm totally on board with fruit flavored insults. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Techno watermelon. Uh, look, at the end of the day, it comes down to what you said at the beginning here, Sean, and that is, is that they are coming for it. Like yep. this is a concerted effort. Choke point is real. Every other aspect of this that we've talked about in the past with blocking the fiat on ramps, this is what they're trying to do. And they are, they are trying to, uh, trying to shut it down as quickly as they can. Um, I'm hopeful they overstepped and that they're going to get uh, some repercussions for that. Um, we'll see what happens, but um, it's obviously a concerted effort. Yeah, and, and I think ultimately, again, rights and wrongs are, are you know, irrelevant, are, you know, are, are interesting, but, but the net effect is still the same. The net effect remains that it is incredibly difficult, if not impossible, to get money in, at scale into this industry at the moment. And, um, I agree. And, you know, whatever anybody biased they may have here, you know, just think about that. There's no bull run without new money. Yep. I totally agree. It, we're going to be stagnant uh, until there's a better way. And I don't know if there will be. Um, well, look, I mean, at the end of the day for the United States, this is just going to push further and further offshore. It's going to push, push for more anonymous founders. It, it, it's, it's just going to, uh, it, it's at the end of the day, it's going to harm the U.S., 
Um, and well, I, I, I don't know. I, I think this is going to be, again, a, a view that people may, may take the wrong way. Um, but, you know, one of, one of the things about, you know, about Bitcoin that I think a lot of people in the rest of the space can learn is that it's designed in a way to um, minimize the attack surface for governments. Right. Yeah. And that maybe the projects that survive this um, ultimately will, will understand the space better and understand that all these toxic Bitcoiners going out there going, you know, um, centralization and of, of people and, and all of that is actually a real issue. And, well, uh, it, and, I, I, and, and maybe we actually get better stuff because of this. Well, look, I think that's a valid point. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, Bitcoin is not uh, uh, safe, though, from the lack of fiat being able to get in. Um, and so um, all of the other things combined, yes, absolutely agree with you on the on the centralization issues, on the on the humans involved and the lack of permissionless in places. All of that, I agree, become attack vectors for regulators. But if they choke off the fiat coming in, Bitcoin has the same impact, at least yeah, in the short yeah. term. I, I, again, you know, I always look at this, you know, the candy stealer in me is interested in price. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because that's the only way I can take candy from people. Yeah. But the person who's genuinely interested in the space in me is less concerned about price and more concerned about this being the permissionless thing and look ultimately fiat will find a way okay right. it always yeah. does but, but but i think that again you know something i was saying last week that it kind of ties into my view that this could be this could be a really bad year for us um because no no money no, no money no bull it's that simple yeah absolutely you know, there's a bob marley song there somewhere i'm sure <laughs> no money no bull. But- <laughs> That sounds like a reggae oh song, God, but but Sean, a whole now, look, Sean, do you, yeah, to your point, um, you know, we talked, we referenced this before, but you know, money always finds a way in, and when you look at all the Estonian e-resident cards out there, they're trading on Binance, um, you know, there's your the American way in right there, um, so you know, it's, it's not, yeah. the, re- the reason I met up with um this uh, this guy uh, James, the founder of Bitcove. Um, other than he's good fun to have a pint with, was to understand what bank, banking issues they're facing. Yeah, EU bank banks shut down in Ireland, banking in uh, Europe now. Maybe it'd be good interview for you guys to have a conversation with. That'd be yeah. awesome if he's it, open it, to it. Also, it gives a European perspective on what it's like to run an exchange, right? And you fully regulated Irish exchange, the challenges that are there and the ongoing challenges. So they run a network of Bitcoin ATMs here in Ireland as well. Great guys. Um, but hmm. it might give you some perspective that what's going on in Europe is not probably that different than, than what's happening in the US. Remember, we far less banks. And most of our, you know, in any country here, you've probably only got three or four big banks. Wow. Hmm. Well, I would love to have him on, man. That would be an awesome Absolutely. So let's connect. Yeah. Up. But yeah, like, and again, sorry, Joe. I mean, if we look at, if we take history being a measure of what marks a bull run, it was GPTC, which is primarily US, mm-hmm. 
conservative capital, if that sounds crazy, yeah. as in it's going into a regulated thing. You know, wealthy Americans have, have a way yeah. to get in. And look, I think I think that the spot ETF, when it comes and it will come, signals the start of the bull run. But, okay. but, but you know, until then, it's, you know, try and get a billion dollars into, into this crypto space right now. And yeah. I'll say good luck to you. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hold on. Let me let me get him a stock real quick. <laughs> Go find that B. <laughs> says, so if 08 was inciting incident for BTC, will today's tremors drive people and money more into blockchain solutions? Or is this the Empire Strikes Back kind of sequel to 08? I, I, I've been looking from my point of view. Again, I just do lines on a chart. And I've been looking at the alt space and... I think one of my concerns would be for picking my my punts for the next cycle is is are they going to be on centralized exchanges? Um, because if they're not, there isn't going to be sufficient liquidity. And how how do they look? And I'm really really concerned when I look at at um, you know um, the top alt S and say that for me it's broken. It's always up narrative relative to Bitcoin. And I, and I do think that's worrying. Mm. Um, I really do. Now, you know, will we all be able to trade them on DAXs and so on and so on? Yeah, but, but I come back to some fundamentals, which is without sufficient capital coming in, it's very difficult for these things to rise very far. True. You, you know, I, I do think we're going to, I do think the impact of, and again, I don't agree with any, any of this, okay? People know my views on shitcoins um, and so on. I don't agree with what's happening, but I do think that this maybe has the potential to be a lot more fundamental than, than, than we think it is in terms of its longer-term impact on the space. Interesting. I, I, I hope I'm wrong. Right. No, well, look, I mean, I hope you're wrong too, but I guess we'll see how hey, it goes. She's, when, she's, when are the, when are the Shanghai upgrade releases, Brad? Do you remember? Well, they just didn't test What? I think it went on to test Yeah, sorry, sorry, Brad. Yeah. Okay. No, no, no. Thanks, guys. I just was trying to remember what date it was because I think we're always talking about like the twenty second or something. I was wondering when those get released. Yeah. All the the ETH. <clears throat> Jizzy says Asia has okay. no issues getting new money in. Can, can I? Can I just? Can I just on that because it's one of these narrative that floats around. Yeah. Yeah, you know Chinese QE and Asia, and I go bullshit. Okay, <laughs> show me, show me where it's at. You know, the great thing about this being a blockchain is we can actually see stuff. Right, we can look at the exchange volume and so on. And yep. I go bullshit. It's, that is a crypto Twitter narrative backed by zero facts. Yeah, yeah. Very I haven't but, looked at. Those. I, I mean, I, I, yeah, I would love it to be a bull market and so on, but, but. This thing that's going around that started as Chinese QE, which was horseshit. Um, we've now got the horseshit of American QE. What, the, what, what is happening with the banks is tightening. Okay, it's tightening because the banks cannot put money out into the market. They have to protect their balance sheets. And this stuff that Asia has, uh, has no issues getting money in is backed by exactly zero evidence. All right. I like it. I, I actually was, um, I'm trying to remember who does those charts about money entering and exiting the, the market. I can't find anything. I'll look for those. Was it, 
CryptoQuant or was it Kingfisher? Is that your? Is that was those your charts, Sean? Um, there's a couple. I mean, simple way to look at it is just look at exchange volumes on yeah. on Asian exchanges. Yeah, yeah. And you see nothing out of whack. You see nothing unusual. Um, you can look at um, um, uh, stablecoin um, stablecoin reserves and um, fiat reserves on CryptoQuant, and there's nothing coming in of any right. scale. Yeah, you know, but we do live in a very beautiful industry from that point of view is that we can track this stuff and okay you you can argue and again one of the arguments and again i just want to challenge people's thinking on it is that oh they're all doing otc deals yeah you know <laughs> most otc deals end up on a on an exchange yeah because nobody is no broker is sitting there with you know a hundred thousand bitcoins ready to roll of so course. what they tend to do is do the deal and then they set their bots off around these spot exchanges and hoover them up. So Makes you sense. will all, and you saw that with the Elon buy, yeah? yeah. I mean, um, and you see it with any big institutional buy when they go through these kind of OTC desks, the OTC desks go around the market and start T-wapping a bunch of coins. So I'm not, again, I know I'm always coming across as negative and, and I don't like it. I want to be a fucking bull. Um, <laughs> But, but these narratives that are going around are just bullshit. Like they're literally, literally bullshit. They have no evidence. Opium. A crack opium. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, dude. I love it. What's on the chart there, Sean? Oh, yeah. This is the one I left up last week um, at the beginning and said, like, it's a trader chart. I'm, I'm loving, I've got to say, I've been loving this week of action. So, um, look, first of all, look, before we get down into the minutia of what's happening on um, daily candles, I'll just go back to my same boring old chart, yeah? Mm -hmm. And go, this is still incredibly simple, yeah? We have a range, okay, that we've been bouncing around for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks. This weekly candle isn't closed. Yep. We're still be at low to 200. Um, I expect this weekly candle to close again back into range. Yep. Okay. And then since we're trapped in a range, we've got to ask ourselves again, this is a very simple question, accumulation or distribution? It's the only question to ask. Yeah. Right. And, and the answer is clearly distribution. Yep. Yeah. Price going up sideways, informed money going, thanks for the candy, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Like, there's nothing complex about this at all. It's it's this is this is a chop zone where it's just distribution. You know, you can keep zooming out and zooming out and zooming out all you want. There is no accumulation, no accumulation, no bull market. Yeah, yeah. And in fact, just distribution. It's it's again. Th this is not my normal lines in a chart, which you can argue with. This is hard data. This yep. is showing actual informed money as the price is going sideways up, going, thanks for the candy, kids. We'll see you again on the next fake pump. Exactly. Exactly. So, again. So, Sean, is that line at the bottom? Is that CVD? It's usually there. Is that the, the whale wallets or is that, a, RS, is that a different indicator? No, th this is the mega whale trade. So these, yeah. these when this is trending up, Got it. Means, 
single order buys of one to $10 million, okay? And when it's trending down, it means it's a sequence of single, single order sells of one to $10 million. Okay, and again, okay. The, assumption, the assumption here is that if you can do those single trade sizes, you're informed money, you know what you're doing. And again, the Darwinistic view of that is, is if you don't know what you're doing, you won't have that money very long to be able to do it. Right, right. <laughs> and, and it's pretty the, reliable. The taking candy from kids thing, right? Yeah, you can see they pump it up. They build a bit of FOMO. We're getting a little pump. And then they're just taking out after taking all this candy from the kids. Yeah, they sit there and say, oh, hmm. bank chaos. Everyone will think that money is flowing into Bitcoin. So we'll or pump it up. Or Asia QE narrative. <laughs> or all of it. No, no, I, I mean that sincerely. I mean, this is not a prayer meeting. They want to, if they want to unload, if they want to take the candy from the, from the bull kids, they need to give them some belief. Yep. Yeah. So you push the price up, price changes sentiment. You create some horseshit narratives out there, you know, around CT. And God bless it, CT. The average IQ of CT isn't very high. They tend to buy this stuff. Okay. And then you then go, thanks for the candy, kids. I'm sorry to be brutal. <laughs> no, no, it's it make it's yeah, it makes sense completely. Well, and here's the thing: oh, you're right. CT is not that bright. Well, and, and 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 part of it is emotional, right? People are looking for they want it for salvation, yeah. right? They're looking for a way to get out. They've held too long. They've watched the chart sideways and dropping. <clears throat> and and it's hope. And if somebody comes in and says, "Oh, look, here's here's your hope. I got you some hope right now," yeah, then they're going to grab hold of it. Your, your dreams are real. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And, and we all suffer that. Bears suffer that just as much. Bears got their balls ripped off during the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know this candy. You know, everybody again. CT is so funny. Not everybody, but a load of people are going bearish down here. And you know, they take candy from any of the overly biased yeah okay so a lot of people are shorting down here what's going to happen i mean look these types of distribution patterns and this is all this is are classic yeah yep. you pump up you all of a sudden start to do these massive bullwhip moves yeah and then the only question that you have in this type of bullwhip move which is a very contained move okay with massive volatility is distribution or accumulation that's yeah. the only way you know the next move. Yeah. Yeah. And we're distributing. Now, I'm not arguing we can't push up and test 27 or something. Brilliant. Lovely. I'll short more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but once, you know, once the informed money is distributing, once you take into account everything else that's going on in the space, yeah, again, traded. I had such fun. I mean, as much as a bear, I caught a lovely long down here, played it, played it. I'm, this is just great fun to trade. The level yeah. of volatility here is ridiculous. But again, just just think about what's happening here. It's just a bullwhip, yeah? Yeah. That's all it is, yeah? This is not how Bitcoin... Bitcoin trends up at all in any way, shape, or form. And again, I go back to all the fundamentals and... Oh, look, I'm sick of saying this, okay? Show me a reason to be bullish that isn't horseshit. I'll take my profit from my shorts and I'll flip long. I Absolutely. want to do it, yeah? 
But yep. I can't engage emotion here. Um, I can only look at the data and act accordingly. Yep. Sean, uh, Chuck said real estate is the most likely vector when we were talking about money coming in. Once deeds can reliably transfer on chain along with documentation, province, et cetera, going real estate crypto makes a much looser on-ramp. Well, that's an interesting theory. I like that. Yeah, the, you, you, you can't buy um, real estate for crypto here in Europe. It's not a very fluid market um, and, and, and so on. But it's not money coming into the system. Yeah. It's just transfer of coins from one person to the other for, to another for an asset. No, that makes sense. You're not getting anything extra in the space. Shizzy said, if Michael Saylor wanted to add another billion worth, he couldn't just call Coinbase again? Yeah, I think he could. But I think the argument is, is that um, Michael Saylor's probably not coming in yet. Uh, Michael Saylor probably sees what we've been talking about, which is this is not a bull run. It's going to come to the bottom and and he's going to buy cheap so he can further his DCA, his his uh, his current price. Again, what, what I'm talking about, Shizzy, is, is, is the banking infrastructure. If I've got a million dollars, billion dollars sitting in my bank account, how do I get that into a bank that can or into a Coinbase or whatever that can convert it to crypto? Yeah. Where, where's the bank, the bank infrastructure for that? Yeah, the bank and the bank is going to limit that, right? Yeah. The banks are, are now saying, wait a minute, why are you doing that? Well, I, I believe it was Silvergate or, or one of these things that was the, the, the banker of choice. Yeah. So if you wanted yep. to do signature, to, to buy, to, signature, sorry, to buy this, you have a signature account. Um, you load it up with your billion dollars. You wire it to Coinbase or whoever is buying it. Fine. Yeah. yeah. Uh, my, my point is that how do you do that now when there's no crypto bank around? Yeah, it's hard. It's very difficult. Yeah. You, you and me want to go on with our with our Visa cards and buy some, yeah. Still. Yeah. But somebody at scale, no. I'm not aware that that's right. Possible. I guess really talk, we're talking to um, to James, the, uh, the exchange guy here, because look, it's a little exchange. It's been around, you know, forever. Um, only services the Irish market, but the issues they face and are facing are are representative of what the whole industry is facing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Please introduce us. I would love to. Yeah, I would love to chat with him. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome. Niblet said, and China has a rather large real estate hole, eager to suck up any all printed one and liquidity. Yeah. When money represents underlying value, oil equals work. Then even in a closed system, money value increases, money flow increases value, but without underlying value like crypto, flow is net neutral. Justin says, Shizzy, the question is how to get the money to CB. We'll need banking partners to do that. Yeah, yeah. that's the big thing. Gecko Brewer, what about the selling side? Who's selling a lot of coins now so close to November bottom? No. But the, again, it's, it's one of these misnomers in, in, in the space that, look, let, let's just bring up um, CryptoQuant and look at, look at how much Bitcoin is an exchange. Because there is, you know, again, you hear this stuff, you know, Sellers exhausted. There's no more Bitcoin to sell, and so on and so on. I go, okay. Well, how about we actually look at some evidence here, okay? Rather than just uh, crypto um, Twitter chat. Yeah. So if we look at exchange reserves, okay. And what's really interesting here is you can see exchange reserves are decreasing. Okay. Yep. But let's do the whole thing of zoom out, okay? Uh, because Scales can be important. So currently, 
there are an absolute fuck ton of coins on exchange. Less yep. than less than during this, but there is no supply shortage. And again, think about the market. Every second that somebody buys, somebody has to sell. Yep. Okay. There is always, there is always. So this idea of, you know, there's nobody left to sell and so on. I mean, we've got, you know, what is it? Uh, Two million bitcoins on exchanges, centralized exchanges, ready to rock. So again, one of these narratives that that that, that is really kind of curious, and a lot of people say, well, you know, again, just to really kind of to think about these things rationally is that people go, well, when you have declining on exchange supply, price should be rising. And I go, hang on, the whole fucking bear market, we've had declining supply. Yeah. Why, true. Hasn't, why hasn't price gone up? This yeah. big step down, by the way, was FTX, just to, just to be clear. Yeah, so yeah. there's plenty of, and, and everything about this is is also supply and demand. So you can say there's less supply now than there was, you know, back, you know, back, back four or five years ago. But there's clearly less demand because of where the price is. Absolutely. The price is weighing the balance between supply and demand. And the price is down, what, 60, 70%. Yep. So, again, I'm not trying to be, because I always come in here and I always feel terrible, normally because of a hangover, um, but, but even, <laughs> even beyond that, 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 like, I feel like I'm, I'm the destroyer of people's dreams. I'm just going, <laughs> right, trying, it's not what I want to be, you know. I want to be kissing fraud managers. That's the Sean that I love, yeah? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm just saying try to be rational about the market now, okay? Um, the only case that I can see is the four-year cycle, yeah? And I'm going to go, guess the news, this time is actually different. It's already different hmm. in every way because we're no longer in a QE regime. Regime. The Fed haven't turned on the printers. The actions they've taken with the bank actually reduces liquidity because the banks need to hold cash. They're not yep. pushing it out into the market. It's actually a deflationary move. Uh, what's happened with, with respect to backstopping, backstopping the banks. Um, there is no China QE. None of this narrative is true. Okay, so we are in a QT um, environment for the first time in Bitcoin's history. That's shown technically by being below the 200-week yet moving average, and we can't get money at scale into the space. Now, right. I have to weigh that up against a four-year cycle of which the fundamentals the actual fundamentals, the mathematics of fundamentals no longer make any sense because the reduction, the, the reduction in the increases of supply from 900, 450 coins a day is into a floating supply of 19 and a half million. It's meaningless. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Right. Any good news, guys? <laughs> Hey, it was a beautiful day outside this morning, 62 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> hey, hey. And I, I feel really bad saying all of this. I, I genuinely do because I'm, I'm a natural born Bitcoin bull. I want to be bullish, but I'm just not. Do you book any of these juicy but, yields on Canto, Sean? Oh, can, can I do my quick shitcoin thing for a minute? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yes. Yeah, because I, dude, I don't know how to book yields. So, um, shitcoinery. Um, 
If you, uh, Brad, can share my screen. Yep. Okay, so, so first one, uh, I only noticed this today, I think Hammy might have pointed it out, is that this is FBTC, okay, from back when Eth was first forced from Vitalik's womb, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, and what's very clear as a lines on charts person, okay, is, you know, we, we had the all-time high back in 2017 versus Bitcoin, but we've, we've always bounced off this up-only narrative. I, this mm -hmm. is not ETH relative to dollar, it's ETH relative to Bitcoin. Right. And we've broken this for the first time, and this is nasty technically. Yeah. So th th that's, this is that's genuinely... pretty friggin' horrendous. Yeah, th this is now that doesn't mean that during a bull run, ETH can't go up in dollar value. It just indicates to me that ETH will not outperform Bitcoin in the next cycle, and that's mm. going to be a very strange dynamic. Can you uh, zoom into that line? It's hard to see on the screen, so everybody yeah. knows what you're talking about. So just, just, to, just to explain it, so this is the price of S in terms of BTC from day one of S, um, sad day that it was, until, until today's happy day. So these are weekly candles. And what you can see is that every time we've touched this line, again, this is a classic upward trending asset. And what we've done recently is not only have we broken it, we've gone back and done a bearish retest and rejected. And got kicked off of it. So hmm. what, 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 again, back to what I was saying earlier on, that I don't know if this is just a classic, you know, ETH will be replaced by another chain kind of thing, which can happen. Yeah, it does have, like, there's real competition out there. I don't know if this is, but it's certainly, from a technical perspective, very negative for, for ETH pricing going forward, i.e. its performance for the rest of the bear market, and its performance into the next bull market. Yeah, yeah. And so you, that, you, know, that, you know what I love this? Oh, sorry, Sean. I was just going to say, well, it'd be interesting to see what the other layer ones versus BTC look like as well. Yeah, uh, maybe I, for I, next I, week I, or I something. People shout out something at me, which isn't wanker. Um, but just on my favorite uh, punch <laughs> for the next um, for the next market, Canto. Um, you know, I think I posted during the week. This is this is really nice from a technical perspective. All the levels are being respected. So we broke down this. We kind of held this. We, we went. We bounced up. I'm loving this. So I think, you know, we're doing kind of a move like this. And then I'm probably, if I was to guesstimate, we'll come down. And I expect, still expect something like this to play out. And then I'll just be all in. Nice. Well, the, the, the yields I was talking about are all Canto based on Beefy, and they're very easy to use. This might be a good way for you to play uh, on the Canto chain with some yields. I, I think any Canto I have, I've currently got staked on Canto, so I don't, know. Oh, okay. I don't even know how to actually unstake that. Because <laughs> every time I do this, I just seem to, it just seems to disappear out into Vitalik land. Now you nah. go to you go to that staking menu on uh, on the Canto website, and it'll there'll be a claim button there for uh, for what you've earned. Okay, yeah. like I'm definitely I, I really again as I said I don't know what Canto does. I love the price action. I love it's I the love, next Bitcoin, Sean. They're all the next Bitcoin, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
What I love about it is is the fact that it's getting talked about. I love this 1100% run we did. I, what I really like is it's respecting the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this tells me that this is not some whale bumping and dumping it, that, that there's a proper market maker in there who is respecting the game. And again, I'm quite happy if I get the chance to buy down here. You yep. might think the market's flipped bull. So what's the other option? The other option, just to be fair, if the market truly is bullish, we're going to do something like this. And then we go rocket moon Lambo. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in the event we do that, we, oops, sorry. In the event that the market is bullish, which again, I don't think it is, but what I will look to do is a buy here on a bullish retest of a breakout. Yeah. Um, so there is I, a parallel I, universe I, where Sean happier, is exceedingly bullish. I'd be happier to buy here, which is at a higher price, because for me it would be a confirmation of up movement versus where we are. Or I'm going to wait for what I believe to be the bottom. Yeah, I think you're right on the first one. But I, I'm sure there is a, a parallel universe where uh, Sean is a shift coiner who is also incredibly bullish right now. <laughs> like sh shizzy and sean which places yeah exactly <laughs> exactly uh, I, I was actually talking, talking to hammy earlier today and i was trying to convince her that she should do this because it's just sean gets on every week and goes we're fucked <laughs> <laughs> and, and hammy is, is probably a better trader than me and um she says we're fucked in such a nicer way than i do yeah, well, we could always have her come on on another day of the week and tell us nice things. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's awesome. She's awesome, and she learned from the best. So, yeah, I mean, like we we, we all we all learned in, in the MI group. It was it's, yeah. it, it's a it's a great group. Yeah, um, absolutely. Great group. Absolutely, definitely. Um, uh, so, let's see. So, we so that canto. Like I, I think I mentioned my bit again for people who don't like lines on charts. I fucking love this movement on the BMX token. I'm, I'm just, I just need the market to crash so I can hoover it up. That's a bit next thing. But again, you can see levels. Is that traded anywhere else? No, just on BitMEX as far as okay. I know. Okay. Okay. You can't, it's like locked in there. You can't get it out, huh? Um, I, I'm staking it. Am I allowed yeah. to say that as an anti shit coiner? <laughs> <laughs> Sean is, every day I have more shitcoin. So. Sean's <laughs> investing in the future of alternative L1s. Um, where else did, did we? Yeah, Ethereum is Ethereum Bitcoin's looking really good. Uh, Binance coin, I'm watching because it's so fucking suspicious. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, I genuinely mean that. This this PA is interesting <laughs> shall we say but again whoever is um, manipulating this and this is definitely a case of manipulation um is just respecting the levels so what what again one thing to, to if, if you're a real simple trick as a trader yeah is that you go up you know how do you know you're in an upward trending market you go up okay you come back you respect the previous level okay you go up again, okay, you create a level, you go up again, and then you pull back and respect the level. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they're just playing the lines. 
That's interesting. Yeah, and, and that's the same for any asset is that, you know, one of the things, um, and I'm kind of stealing this uh, slightly from a video that Trader Sumo released last night, which is how to understand trends. And, and trends are very simple. Trends are simply, whether it's up or down, is simply something like this. Yeah. And obviously, a bull market, we all want a bull market. We want to see a trend. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you get these kind of things where, you know, maybe it doesn't even come back all the way. Um, but how you know a trend has changed all of a sudden is you break down beneath this. Right. And then you typically are going to go sideways. So, again, just simple things. Again, look at weekly candles only. An excellent follow on Twitter is Hugh Hendry. Um, the Who is it? Asset, uh, Hugh Hendry, the asset capitalist. Okay. Um, macro guy. Um, probably never even heard of Bitcoin. And he did the funniest tweet in the world um, as a trader. He said, I must admit my sins that I started looking at one-hour candles back in 2008. <laughs> so That's funny. You, you can see in all of these things that, that, that the most powerful time frames to look at are weeklies. Yeah? yeah. And even if you got carried away, you know, with, with the Canto pump or, or the Bitcoin pump that's going on, if you're an investor rather than a trader, or if you're really trying to understand what happens, wait for the Sunday night close. See, are we up or down versus the key levels? Because if we're above them, it's probably bullish. If we're beneath them, we're either contained or we're breaking down. What happens during the weekly candle, like the current can Canto candle, was incredibly bullish a couple of days ago. Yeah, right. We were going back up. Uh, and could still be. I don't know. This this could still pump through Sunday, and on Sunday we're here. In which case, I'm bullish, Canto. But yeah. you've got to, you've got to wait for the candles to close. So again, simple trick is just start with weeklies. Draw like these things are not complicated. Um, these lines, you will find that most assets will respect them, and don't draw your conclusions on those one-hour candles or those pumps during the weeks. Wait for the weekly close. Measure where you are. Are you above or below any of these lines? And it begins to tell you, okay, whether the market is more likely to go up or down from here. Yeah. And look, I mean, that's this whole idea of sticking to those weekly candles. I think it's the hardest thing for a lot of traders to do. They get so absorbed with like tracking every minute, which actually sucks you into not, you know, well, we've talked about this before. Yeah. It, it sucks you into being more emotional. It sucks you into reaction or it sucks you into freezing up and not doing anything. And, I and mean, it's just not look, smart. Look at Bitcoin last week. Yeah. Okay. We went all the way down. I know if you're training this live and you, you're, a, you're a bull, you're terrified. If you're a bear, you're ecstatic. But if you just waited for, for Sunday, you'd go, nothing to see here. Yeah. I'd imagine, and I could be wrong, it'll be the same this week. We're all bullish, and I would imagine on Sunday we're probably back in here. Could be wrong, happy to be wrong. But if we are, nothing to see here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, and even at that level, I mean, that's not – it's obvious that by that wick that that, that was a full-on rejection to that next level up. I don't know if you, Mark, if you're looking at that next level up, but that's what yeah, I – Yeah, I, I, I kind of am right now. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm more looking at the, the – because – you know, I'll, I'll make, I'll re, I'll reassess everything Monday morning I, after the Sunday close, um, and I'll see where are we, and then, then yeah. I can plan out what I believe the next move is. And as I said, as as bullish as as this whole move is, because remember this move is from all the way down here to up here. It sure. is incredibly 
motivated if, if you're if you're bullish Bitcoin, and I am bullish Bitcoin. But when you look at it in context of this trapped range, it's meaningless, and it won't have any meaning until at least um, the close on Sunday. Yeah. No, I love that. Because you don't need to be worried about, you know, missing moves here. Right. Yeah? Oh, you right. missed that one. You guess, guess the news. So fucking what? <laughs> Seriously. Exactly. <laughs> fucking exactly. <much>. Uh, <laughs> Niblet says, what does this mean for action if holding yielding coins is the play to stack stables to swoop in on BTC at 13,000? Pull yield coins to short Bitcoin, DCA Bitcoin, or wait? I would assume would be the answer, but I'll let you answer. Uh, I, in, in a funny, a funny thing uh, happened last night in the pub when me and James, the, the exchange guy, bumped into two fairly influential traditional media guys on a few radio stations, and man, they were absolutely brutal on Bitcoin. It's all a scam, bloody, 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 and um, and having um, having given them given them a little bit of Bitcoin um, and a lot of beer. Um, uh, I told them that what they should be doing to get back to Niblet's point is is probably just consider a DCA if your time frame is sufficient. So, uh, my opinion, not advice, um, would be that if you want to be long an asset into the next bull run, if you believe that asset's going to run, I have to caveat it with that. Okay, I personally don't have a problem. DCAing Bitcoin here, even though I think there's a potential to print 6K, as long as my DCA period is a year. Mm. Yeah. Right. And in the absolute despair, if it happens of being down at that 10 to 16K range, I have the balls to continue DCAing. Mm. Um, so I, I think that over as a long as long as you're DCAing over over a long enough period, I think it's not a bad strategy. Um, um, and again, you know, a lot of the time in that kind of thing, you do have to hold your nose a bit, um, right. but, it, but it's not, it's not a bad thing when it comes to shorting Bitcoin. I only short inverse swap contracts, um, because, because which, what does that mean? It's a short that is margined by Bitcoin instead of dollar. Okay. So I can put some Bitcoin onto a, an inverse swap contract, use that as collateral, the reason that that's, that works is because if you're wrong, okay, um, and I short somewhere and the price starts to jam, my collateral value is rising with the price. Hmm. So if I've won Bitcoin and I short at 25,000 um, with one Bitcoin and, you know, my collateral is 25,000, as the market moves up to 30,000, my collateral is also increased, which means that my... I will still be underwater on it, but it's a far better risk managed short. Makes sense. Um, so that's what I would suggest. I don't trade with with um, um, niblets with um, stables. I don't do stables. I've no view. Look, I'm not anti, and I've been following um, Shizzy and Niblet show, um, and I know that they're doing their you know X dollars a week, and you know. I think some weeks will be great. I do, again, if I'm right, and I, and I could be wrong, I think it could get um, horrible for longer than you think. But I think if you're committed to it and you do it long enough, your time horizon is long enough, and you keep fucking buying, um, 
you know, one one of the mistakes people make in this, they buy green arrows instead of red, green candles instead of red. Right. Green candles are for selling, reds are for buying. <laughs> it should be that simple. <laughs> Just an opinion. <laughs> That's an outlandish opinion. How controversial. Uh, this is None of this is financial advice. Uh, Niblet says, not looking for FA financial advice, just looking to explore what strategies are available and why, so I can then make an informed decision about the options. And Veronica is laughing. <laughs> Veronica is falling over and laughing in her chair. Yeah, I, I would say, say Niblet, look at the, um, really worth looking at the inverse swap contracts. Which are Bitcoin margin shorts. Yeah. Um, Niccolo, welcome, uh, says, Hi, Sean. What if informed money is hiding accumulation in small orders? Well, we know they do that, right? But yeah. th there's only so much scale available to that. But give me your thoughts. Yeah, no, no. You, you typically can see that because when larger money is T wapping, and, and by which you go, like, they're not going to sit in front of their screens and buy $100 every minute, they mm -hmm. are going to go off. You tend to see it in the shape of in the shape of the lower order classes. Okay, so you see very, very smooth scaling in and scaling out. Um, and if we look at the um, smaller order classes, um, you can see that um, there certainly be some T-wapping, but it's also T-wapping out now. Right. So yeah, like, like there's always this thing that you need to be a little bit careful of is that in, in, in this is that a whale can hide to be a shrimp, but a shrimp can't be a whale. Right. So, so in other words, yes, can whales be hiding down here in the deep underwater of the, you know, hundred to thousand dollar trades? Absolutely, of course they can. Um, and it will only be whales who have the tools to be able to do that because, again, they're not going to sit there and click a button every minute. Um, yep. They're going to have tools to do that. But that doesn't invalidate the other data. Yeah, so we can say that maybe it's only a percentage of whales that are doing these large single orders, but that doesn't. It's enough to see. That doesn't invalidate the fact that it's happening. Yep, absolutely, absolutely, totally agree with you, man. Max Life bringing up some shitcoinery yields. He said, "Interesting pools on Rams's exchange. I believe that's a solidly fork that just launched on Arbitrum." With oath at 430%, with liquidity at five. Whoa, with liquidity at 500%. What the fuck? With Biffy at 340%. Those are all interesting. I'm being cautious with newish code. Um, oh, and um, I, I discovered yesterday evening, uh, despite what I, we said on the show yesterday, that um, nothing has been settled with Euler uh, and the hacker. Um, he's washing money through Tornado Cash. So there is actually no good news on that front for folks that we know that lost money there. Niblet says, given current stablecoin risk, inverse swap contracts seem like it might be the place to go. I could agree with you, um, but I just have to figure them out the rest of the way. Yeah, can, and, can, I, can I just suggest there, um, Hammy, who's also in the TJ group, is a great guy, a great person to speak to uh, Niblets about that. In about terms of the contract, the inverse swap. Okay, okay, cool. Very cool. Well, we'll all we'll all pick on uh, Hammy and find out their thoughts. Um, Nibble says Max Life RB is supposed to airdrop soon. I have heard I miss all airdrops like a dog who can't catch a ball. Go to Arbitrum Foundation. Arbitrum Foundation. Make sure you're on the right uh, URL. Do not search for it on Google. There will be a million scams trying to steal everything in your wallet. 
look for the actual Arbitrum Foundation website. They already have the ability to check now uh, to oh. see if you're uh, entitled to that airdrop. I was nice. not. I was not. Have you been over there at all, Brett? I only checked one wallet. I got to go back and check a couple of others, but. No, I mean, have you done any trading or anything? Like that? Oh, no, no, not since. What is it? What the hell? We did something a few months ago, but I, 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 I've done minimal, minimal, minimal shit on Arbitrum. Like, next I've been over there a long time, but I haven't really done a lot. I mean, I bought a lot of tokens and I was over there with Arby's Finance way back. What was that? 2020? Something like that. Um, but you know, I don't know. There's a, there's a waiting between time and then also, you know, volume of transactions and, yeah. and uh, you know, staking and all that stuff. So I haven't looked yet, but uh, hopefully there's a little windfall there for me. I, I hope so, man. That'd be nice to have some free money. Max Life said, uh, Niblet said, Max Life, APY or APR, big difference. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And Max Life said, new pools, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> Um, and speaking of uh, DGen yield, let's uh, quickly reshow some of these Canto uh, yields that came out fresh last night. When I looked at it, ETH Canto was at, uh, I think it was 91,000%. It had just opened. There were like $3 in the whole thing. Um, now it's at 758% with some minimal TVL in there. So again, this is risky. This is not financial advice. Um, these are compounding. Yeah, can I ask, Brad? Yeah. So basically, if I go and I put in some Canto, uh -huh. is it giving me 750%? What does ETH Canto mean? Sorry, and that's so, a, I so, haven't a fucking clue. Genuine question. So ETH Canto is a liquidity pair, right? Yeah. So what they're asking you to do is deposit 50% of the money in ETH and 50% of the money in Canto. Beefy will do it for you. Beefy will take okay. whatever coin you have and convert it for you and, and do the 50-50 split. And now you're providing liquidity, right? And then the site, Velocimeter, also has uh, additional rewards for uh, staking your LP tokens in their pools. Well, Beefy takes care of all of that for you, and then it automatically compounds it. So if you had a 1,000 Canto, you deposited it via Beefy into this pool, Beefy will set up the liquidity pool for you, it'll set up the yield, and then it'll auto-compound it several times per day so you maximize what you're getting from the liquidity pool rewards. And, so, and I will be getting back Canto or ETH, sorry. Uh, in this case, you will be getting back both because Beefy actually, if you went to do it on the Velocimeter site, you would be getting their token flow. But Beefy, every time it during the day it, it compounds, it takes the reward token that you've gotten, sells it, and puts 50% in ETH and 50% okay. Canto, constantly stabilizing your, your LP. Gotcha. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, so anyway, ridiculous rates right now. Beefy Canto at 2,495%. Flow Canto at 9,146%. I personally wouldn't recommend any of the flow pools because that's their token that's inflationary. And so uh, you're kind of compounding your... Your, sh your further shittery shit coins uh, I wouldn't be my choice. Um, but USDC Canto, and there was a USDC note pool. It's still paying. So essentially two basic stable coins. Uh, note is a little more variance in the peg because there is no specific peg, but basically hangs around a dollar. Uh, note USDC is now paying 108.19% uh, on beefy through Velocimeter. USDC, USDT pair paying 72.67%. I don't know how long those will last. Remember that the um, APR, APY will drop as more gets added to the pool because it's splitting up 
rewards. You're sharing rewards with other members of the pool. So as more people pile into this, um, those rewards that APR and APY will decrease, um, but still looks nice. And if you don't want to mess with Velocimeter because you're concerned about it, you can always go straight over to the Canto Dex deposit note USDT and accumulate 20.38%. That's a more conservative play. None of this is financial advice. Don't put anything in there that you can't afford to lose. I repeat, do not put anything in any of this shit that you can't afford to lose. Um, this is not stuff where you should be putting the rent money or the mortgage payment or the feeding your children college fund money. Does not belong in DeFi yields. So don't do it. Uh, Niblet says manual compounding on Canto pays entirely in Canto. Yes, it does. If you want to go manually compound, you can. I'm the lazy. I like the lazy way. I like beefy automating it for me. And I just kind of keep an eye on the pool, make sure everything's going well. And I like keeping it balanced, um, decreasing your impermanent loss. Uh, Nibble says, did the spreadsheet a while back to see which yields better for Canto staking strategy, auto compound LPs at higher yield versus lower yield with pure Canto on Canto on telegram. He did that. He did post that on telegram. Okay. Everyone should do join the telegram t.me forward slash mission DeFi t.me forward slash mission DeFi. Sean, you got anything else you want to chat about today, buddy? No, that's it. I'm going off to spend the next seven days to find some good news. And I'd just like to say happy Paddy's Day to everybody tomorrow. Yes, sir. Happy oh, Paddy's yeah, Day. Right. Coming soon. Coming in uh, for us in about uh, 11 hours. Um, I am out, ladies and gentlemen, from Friday uh, through next week. We will, though, as I mentioned yesterday and, and posted, and I'll post into the Telegram, uh, we'll have uh, new interviews every day from Friday to next Friday for you to enjoy. Tomorrow's is the uh, CEO of Trust Wallet, Ewan Chen. Uh, really inspirational, uh, powerful leader. I'm really impressed with this woman. Monday is EtherFi, a brand new decentralized staking option. And uh, Tuesday is Gelato, who have quickly become the powerhouse of automated smart contracts, Lego building in Ethereum and in DeFi in general. So check it out. Niblet says, isn't St. Pat Day in Ireland just a day? Yeah, like we, Chinese we, food in Beijing. No, he, just he, food. he's right. Like, we don't celebrate it as much as everybody else in the world. That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Well, we all want an excuse to drink green beer. Because that's yeah, what you guys drink, say. right? Green beer every day. Green beer. I'm just going to say, you know, if you're going around with your green faces, we consider that racist. <laughs> no green faces, please, folks. <laughs> Why do you hate the Irish? <laughs> That's awesome, dude. That is fucking awesome. All right, Joe, you got anything else? I'm out. I'm done, man. I'm looking forward for a nice to a nice break next week. You enjoy the skiing. Give me a little recharge time, and uh, we'll be back strong the week after. So Absolutely. be safe out there. Not too much apres skiing with those ski bunnies, and uh, you know, get some. Uh, don't don't end up getting killed or paralyzed out there, old man. I, I take it easy these days, gentlemen, but uh, thank you for your concern. And uh, I only have one ski bunny uh, until I die. What about so you? anyway. Well, <laughs> no, I was talking about your wife and your daughter, dude. I wasn't That's talking about it. Oh, okay. Okay. That's cool. That's yeah. Cool. I, I know you, I know you don't have games, so I get it. I got, no, I got nothing else going on. <laughs> it's a turn, guys. It's taking a very weird turn here. <laughs> <laughs> We're already drinking. We're already for drinking. Sean, 
And for Sean to say that, that's saying a fuck of a lot. Let me tell you. All right, everybody. Have a lovely day. Uh, join us in the Telegram, t.me forward slash Mission DeFi. Sean, thank you again. Love having you here, man. Love you being